Thank you, Lord. Take your Bibles tonight. Isn't it great to have our prayer time together? Man, what a blessing it is. I pray we never take, uh, take for granted our time to pray together. What a blessing it is that we have that time. I, um, I look forward to Wednesday night. Anybody else? Praise God for it. If you would, take your Bibles tonight. Turn to the book of Mark. In the New Testament, and turn to chapter number 3, and our attention tonight will be on uh, Mark chapter 3, verses 1 through 6 tonight, and uh, as we look at this, as we look at this together, uh, I pray that we'll, uh, we'll see, boy, the answer of going from but broken to being restored. How many of you know tonight, God is a restorer? Jesus Christ is a restorer, and tonight, no matter where you are or how broken you might think you are, and you might say tonight, I am broken. Really? Let's examine ourselves. Uh, we probably all need help in some form, fashion, or some way. Amen? And if it ain't tonight, you better, uh, better look out, because uh, coming your way soon, you might find yourself broken. Alright? But thank God, He's a restorer. As we look at this together, Mark chapter 3, verse, picking up in verse number 1, the Word of God says, and, and he entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. And he saith unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he saith unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked round about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he saith unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out. And his hand was restored whole as the other. And the Pharisees went forth and straightway took counsel with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. With the help and control of the Lord tonight, because we want to be obedient to him, I pray we can see tonight just how Jesus Christ is the restorer. How we can go from broken... To restore. I'm glad to know He don't throw the clay away. Let us pray tonight. Heavenly Father God, we thank You, Lord, for this day. God, we thank You for this time together. God, it's already been mentioned, the uh, praying for the many prayer requests. God, and God, I ask You to intervene in each and every life and situation and circumstance, God. God, that people could uh, see Your power, experience who You are, God. And God, know that, God, You are right in the midst. God, I pray tonight that you provide healing, God, where it's your will. God, that you provide help where it's your will. God, uh, restoration where it's your will. And God, I ask now that, uh, God, you open us up. God, speak into our hearts, God, and I pray you do a work in us, God, that only you can do. And God, now we give you all the thanks, the praise, the honor, and the glory for what will be accomplished. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And amen. How many of you know tonight by personal experience that God cares 
about the broken. I'm so glad to know tonight that uh, in the many times of my own life, uh, God didn't throw me away, but praise be to God. He reached down and He loved me, pulled me back into Him, and gave me what I needed. When everybody else gives up on you, can I tell you tonight, God don't give up on you. And how wonderful that is. We are to be able to just stop and give God praise that He don't give up on us, that He loves us. And I'll be honest with you tonight, there's times I sit and I think just how big and great and mighty and powerful God is and how uh, God comes down and cares about little old me. Anybody ever thought about that? Uh, Boy, to be so insignificant, God cares so much, don't He? What a blessing that ought to be to us tonight. Listen to me, if you ain't heard it today, I want you to know God loves you. God cares about you. God's got a plan for your life. God had a plan for your life when you was in your mother's womb. He knew you. He formed you. Praise God. He knows your frame. That's yours and mine tonight. Uh, Sometimes we get so down and out about our brokenness that we don't think there's going to be another day. They don't think there's going to be another opportunity. But thanks be to God, we've been in some holes, haven't we? Boy, we've been in some pits in our life, but God didn't leave us there. Boy, God picked us up, dusted us up, showed us who we were in Him. I can tell you tonight, if you don't know the one I'm talking about tonight, I want to introduce you to Jesus Christ. When He walks into the room, He walks in like nobody else. He's Savior, He's Lord, He's God, amen? Here in Mark chapter 3, though, we, we see that we have the man with the withered hand. The man with the withered hand. And as you can uh, imagine, uh, this handicap that he lived with, the handicap that he, that he had, you can just imagine that it affected every part of his life. Uh, you can just imagine that it affected any kind of work he tried to do. A lot of people, matter of fact, if they knew you had something wrong with you, they didn't want you around them. I believe we could say that for today, couldn't we? God help us. Uh, you see somebody handicapped or dealing with something, and this world will turn their back on them, right? Uh, God help us not to as believers, but to love all people, right? God can do anything God wants to do. Uh, thank God we've seen that with Brother Steve. Uh, uh, the one that uh, they were talking about making decisions of life on, he's going to be walking out to the hospital soon. Thanks be to God. That's what God can do when he reaches down and touches you. That's that's being a child of God. Amen. So you can just imagine with this handicap how it affected every facet of his life. His ability to work, his ability to to worship, uh, just the everyday things of life. You know, you think about it. You and I can raise our hands and we can raise two hands and worship. This man couldn't even do that. All he could do is raise one hand. I tell you what, if we had to do without our arms sometimes, we'd learn how to give God praise and raise them up sometimes, wouldn't we? Yeah, you better believe it. You better believe it. Sometimes I think we need to be broken so we can get up. Amen. Amen. Sometimes if we realize that God puts us in a certain place and lets us get pinned down sometimes just so we can see how great He is. Amen. Amen. Truth is, there's a lot of uh, withered things, though, in our own lives. (laughs) For some tonight, it's relationships. For some tonight, you say, wait a minute now, we're talking about his withered hand. No, tonight we're also talking about us. How many of you know the Word of God is alive, it's living, and it's applicable? Sure is. And truth be told, tonight, if we were honest with ourselves, we probably got some withered things we're dealing with ourselves, right? We probably got some withered relationships, 
Probably, it might be some withered marriages. It might be some withered uh, finances. Some withered jobs, right? Sure, we're all battling and dealing with stuff, aren't we? Well, we all got stuff. And tonight, if you can't find your stuff, won't you sit and think for a minute? I think if you was to really think hard and long and dig down into your heart a little bit, you'd probably find the withered things there. Amen? It's reality. We've all battled it. We all face it. So think about this tonight and the, the weightiness and the heaviness of this man uh, being broken. We're going to say broken because that hand didn't work. Broken. Yet he finds himself in the right place. What do you mean, preacher? Can I tell you tonight, Jesus knew where Jesus was going. And Jesus knew who was going to be there when he got there. Nothing takes Jesus by surprise. The brokenness in your life tonight does not take God by surprise. Can we all admit that tonight? The brokenness that you're dealing with, the witheredness of your heart and things going on in your life, whether it's attributed to you or not, because how many of you know sometimes it's our own fault? Anybody? Sometimes it's somebody else's fault and we just getting ran over with it. Amen? Everybody agree with that second one now. We'd be on with that, right? Because it's always somebody else, right? We don't never do it, do we? Yeah, sure we do. Sometimes we're our worst enemy, ain't we? Sure we are. We get in our cell. We, sometimes I think we purposely lay stuff down so we can trip over it. I didn't blame it on a person in front of us, right? Anybody ever done that? Oh, you know who you are tonight. Those that laugh the loudest is probably the most guilty. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you can just imagine, uh, you can just imagine tonight this man as, as broken as he was and uh, affected in his life as much as he was. Thanks be to God tonight, he was in the right place. What do you mean, preacher? He went to the synagogue to worship. To worship. Can I tell you tonight, and, and if you're here tonight and you're, hey, and you're broken and you're dealing with something, can I tell you, this is the greatest place to be? Welcome tonight. Amen. Welcome tonight. Can I tell you, there's nobody perfect here tonight? Ain't nobody got it going on? We might think we do. We try. We try real hard, but we're a mess, ain't we? Sure we are. This is the greatest place you can be. What do you mean, preacher? This is the greatest place to be because guess what? Christ is here. God is here. If we go looking, hey, we're in the Word of God tonight. What, what greater thing could we receive in way of encouragement than the Word of God? So I say tonight, welcome broken. Amen? Welcome broken. I, I pray that we never get ourselves in a place as the body of Christ that the broken ain't welcome here. Because I'll be honest with you, the moment that the broken ain't welcome here, <laughs> I'm not going to be welcome here, right? Because we all got things we're dealing with. And thank God in this place we're real. It is what it is, right? We can get on with it and allow God to do something in our hearts and get over the, the fake and the, the masks and all that, that kind of stuff. So you can just imagine, here he is in the, the place of worship, the greatest place he could be. And to know that uh, in this particular occasion, this man ain't alone. Know who's there. I already said, who's there? Jesus is there, man. Jesus walks in. Boy, today is his day, and he might not even knew this was his day. Can I tell you, you're not here by no accident tonight. You can stumble up in here. Now, somebody didn't invite you, and you just decided to come. I thank God we got visitors tonight. Praise God you're here. Our church folk, praise God you're here tonight. We're here because we need it. Those that's online with us tonight, there's a reason why they're in and listening tonight. Praise be to God. 
We can get some help tonight. He's in the right place. Jesus is there. And I'm here to tell you tonight, you're in the right place. Jesus is here. His word is alive. His word is here. Here. Jesus, the restore. And you know by what I just read, what takes place, that Jesus restores the withered hand. Right? We can, we can cut to the chase to the end of it. Jesus restores this man. Man, and can you imagine the joy he had when he's restored? The brokenness that's fixed. Some of us need some fixing in our lives. Amen? We ain't got to admit it out loud, but we at least ought to admit it on the inside and admit it to God and ask for some help, right? He fixed the brokenness. So how did it happen? How did the restoration take place for his life? The same way the restoration takes place for our lives. I want you to notice three key things tonight. We're going we're to we're hit this quick and heavy and hard, and then we're going to roll, okay? So here it is. Number one, how did the restoration take place? First, we see the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. What do you mean? Jesus Christ. Jesus walks in and Jesus speaks. Think about this tonight with many people that must have been in that synagogue. Think about it. The many people that had to be in there. We know them Pharisees was in there. Boy, they made sure they was going to be in there because they had to judge everybody. Let me just say tonight, if you want to be a Pharisee, how about hit the road out there? Can we just all say that? Some of y'all saying, what in the world? I'm serious. We ain't got no room for no Pharisees. We're too busy trying to get help. Right? We're not sticking our nose up in the air at other people. No, we, we're looking for help ourselves. Amen. We ain't got time to be playing games. That's a bunch of games, ain't it? That's a bunch of craziness. Nobody got time for that. No, we need help today. Man, we're living in 2021. Any Pharisee need to wake up and get shaken up. Amen. We might not like it, but it's true. First, we see the Word of God, though. With all the people that's in a synagogue, here is Jesus, and Jesus speaks directly to this man. I may not excite you tonight, but I can tell you this. I thank God for the day Jesus spoke directly to me. Hey, I'm glad tonight that I serve a personal Lord and Savior. Hey, that I didn't have to come into some kind of corporate meeting and get saved with a bunch of people. Huh? Or come through and do a bunch of rituals to feel good. No, I got saved when he personally called me out. Hey, when he showed me my need for a Savior. And yeah, you might say, was it guilt or condemnation and all that? No, you know what it was? It was a sweet calling. Jesus called me to himself. Huh? I didn't feel no judgment. You know what I did, though? I saw my sin. You better believe it. My need for a Savior to know that, hey, uh, I'm not saved. My sins ain't been forgiven. If I die, I'm going to hell. You might say, that's, that's tough and that's in judgment. No, that's in love. Because God, if God didn't love us, He surely wouldn't tell us what we need to do to be saved. No, He'd send us all to hell and laugh about it. 
No, but He loves us and will spend eternity with us. First, we see the Word of the Lord, these words coming from the Lord Jesus Christ. And He speaks directly to this man. Thank God He speaks directly to us. I want to tell you tonight, you're not here by no accident. God is speaking to us. Every time the Word of God is open, God is speaking to us. Can I tell you, we need a word. Folks, we need a word of God every time we open the word of God. God, help us. We need a word from God. Sometimes our brokenness is because we have refused the word of God. Or we don't want to hear the word of God. Sometimes we sit in our brokenness. Can everybody hear me? Sometimes we sit in our... I'm just checking make sure everything's on. How many times do we sit in our brokenness? Right? How many times do we get down and waller and we'll stay there? No, God, help us. God, help us to hear the voice of the Lord. God, help us to, uh, to read His Word, to get under His Word, to know what He has to say. Can I tell you, God can drop a Word in many ways, but the number one way He wants to do it is right here through His Word. Quit looking for God to give you something else when He's giving you all you need. Amen. It's true. It's true. If we want to get rid of the brokenness in our life, may we listen to the Lord Himself. Amen. Secondly, I want you to notice tonight. I want you to notice tonight. This man had an ear to hear and a heart to submit. Now this is a hard part for us, is it not? Sometimes we don't even want to hear the Word of God, right? Sometimes we don't like what the Word of God's got to say. Anybody? Anybody ever had the toes stepped on? Anybody ever thought, man, that wasn't very encouraging? Huh? Well, Lord, I didn't really want to hear about that. How many times God told you to do something and you didn't do it and you kept hearing about it over and over again? See, I can say that because I've lived that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you say, God, how many more times are you going to tell me? And God's sitting there saying, as many times as it takes. Huh? And thank God. Thank God. He could say it's going to be the last time I'm going to tell you, Bruce. Right? <laughs> Praise God he loves us. Right? Praise God he loves us. I know I can do that to Bruce. He'd be all right. But learn to notice here in the, in the passage, going back, let's, let's read this through together here. And he uh, entered again into the synagogue, and there was a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. Now, we're talking about them, them Pharisees and them wanting to get Jesus in. How many you know y'all can't get Jesus in no fix? He's God, man. <laughs> Craziness. Verse, verse 3, and he said unto the man which, uh, which uh, had, and he said unto the man which had the withered hand, Stand forth. And he saith unto them, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath days, or do to, to do evil, to save life, or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. So what are you saying tonight, preacher? Here it is. The Word of God spoke. Y'all realize Jesus, He is the Word. Word became flesh. That's Jesus Christ Himself, right? Here is Jesus. He is speaking. Here is this man. 
Guess what? And I'm, I'm sure he tried to get every way to weigh this thing taken care of. But there wasn't no other way. It was going to take a miracle for him. And thank God he didn't sit there and say, No, man, you can't do anything with this. You know what he did? He listened. He listened. You know what we got to do? We got to do a better job of listening, don't we? It's one thing to hear the Word of God. How many of you know it's one thing to come in and hear a message? It's one thing to, to go to a Bible study class, and it's another thing to take in what is being said. It's one, thing to, it's one thing to come in and count yourself present. It's another thing to let those words sink down into your heart. Amen? Anybody with me? How many of you know the results are totally different? What takes place there? You come in on autopilot or you come in looking for something. How many of you know when you come in looking for something, God will give you something. You better believe He will. This man had an ear to hear, but then he had a heart to submit. A heart to submit. I ask you tonight. I ask you tonight. Boy, you ever been there? Huh? You ever been there? I've been on both sides of that coin. Anybody else with me? Yes. The Lord spoke. It was not advice, but it was with the truth. It was with power. Jesus spoke, and he obeyed. He obeyed the voice of the Lord. <laughs> Can I tell you, he did it by faith? He did it by faith. Where, where are you going tonight? It's one thing to be present. It's another thing to listen. It's another thing to take it to heart. And then it's a whole other thing to be obedient. You see, if you skip, you skip one of these, it ain't going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. You can't hear the Word, let the Word go in, hit your heart, and God speak to you. And then you decide you ain't going to be obedient, then it still happens. It don't work that way. No, it takes faith. It takes obedience. Uh, notice here, when we move in obedience to the Word of God, our lives change. And I know, hear me, I know some people would say tonight, Preacher, you do not know how long I've been dealing with what I've been dealing with. Anybody ever felt that way? I've been praying about this forever. I mean, I'm right with the Lord. I'm getting the Word. I'm listening. I'm trying to apply to my life. You know, sometimes we just got to be faithful and trust God. Yes. How many of you know sometimes it's when you least expect it, God come through on something? Yes. You know, I think about old Daniel, and, and boy, the mess Daniel was in. Daniel prayed 21 days. How, little did Daniel know, but there was a spiritual battle going on between two angels. Huh? Sure enough. Sure enough. I, I've thought many times to myself, what if Daniel would have gave up at day 10? Anybody ever been there? What if Daniel would have gave up at day 20? Anybody ever been there? Sure we get tired. Sure we want to see the hand of God. We want to see it get pushed through. But guess what? we got to have faith. we got to believe. We've got to trust God. And we can't believe that just because it doesn't happen in our time frame that God doesn't care. Can I tell you, if God didn't care, God would just take you out. Yes. If God was done with you, you would be done. But you're not. But you're not. 
And the best thing that you can do is trust God and live for God and believe God for it. That's what you can do. That's what you can do. Notice, when we move in obedience to the Word of God, our lives change. The Word of God, living and active. Can I tell you this? When the Word of God gets in you, the Word of God gets out of you. What do you mean tonight? I mean it changes things. I said tonight that some of our brokenness sometimes can be because of us. Can I tell you this? If the Word of God gets in you, it's powerful Word. It will change you. It will change your circumstance. And many times the situations are what you're dealing with. You say, preacher, but it's people around me is the problem. God will change them too. Yes, God will change them too. I tell you what, we start talking, we get away from talking and focusing about on our brokenness and the battles that we're facing and the things we're dealing with, and we just start giving God praise for what God has done. It changes things. changes us, and it changes the people we're around. I think about so many times, we can be negative, can't we? Lord, we can be negative. <laughs> God help us, we can be negative, can't we? Some of y'all are the most negative people you know. Did y'all get that? It's easy, ain't it? It's easy. I love, oh yeah, boy, I get negative. You better, you just better. Angie knows it, boy. I get negative. You might well just let me go. You give me a rope, it won't be long enough because I'll roll with that thing. Huh? Boy, if we would just focus on God and give it to Him. It's hard, ain't it? It, boy, easy principles. You talk about listening to the Word of God. You talk about having open ears and a heart to, to, be, uh, to submit to God. And those are easy principles, right? Boy, that's easy as ABC, but boy, it's hard to live out, ain't it? Sure it is. We live in a real world. Shows us how hard it is. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Number three. We need to realize tonight that Jesus does what no man can. Jesus does what no man can. We'll go all over the world looking for answers. And then when we went everywhere else for answers and come up empty, then we go to God. Some of us need some real restoration in our lives. Some of us, if the, real, if the real was revealed, it's pretty bad. I'm trying not to look at nobody tonight. Y'all hear me? But I think your life is probably just as real as my life, right? I woke up this morning, and I wasn't happy. And I had a wonderful dinner last night, Brother James. Thank you. It wasn't because of all that food you fed us either. But we're not immune from a bad mood. Right? We're not immune from things just ain't going the way we want them to go. Anybody? <laughs> Sometimes we'll have it all planned out and it'll all go wrong. Right? And we'll think, man, this is just so broken. You know? I told y'all two weeks ago about me and Kim and how she started that argument with me. I'm going to get over here. I'm going to go out here. I'll be right back. 
over silly stuff, right? We don't really argue. We have discussions. Just sometimes she seems pretty intense about it. You know what I mean? Anybody got a spouse like that? <laughs> All right. She learned it from Betty. Thank you, Craig. I appreciate that. I'm kidding tonight, but you know the real thing is we got some real battles we face. We got broken relationships, broken homes. Somebody tonight had the prayer request about a friend tried to commit suicide. Am I correct in that? It's a real world out there, folks. And there's a lot of brokenness out there. Let's be honest tonight. Scott Griffin ain't at Team Challenge because everything went right. Things were broken. And I can say that because I know he'd be fine with me saying that. He wants lives changed. He wants to see people get saved. What I'm saying is we live in a broken world. And the only answer for the brokenness and the only restoration for, the, for this world, and I mean the people who live in it, is the Lord Jesus Christ. His saving power and who He is. And aren't you glad tonight that the same power that rose Christ from the grave is still available today? Available to change our situation and our circumstance. But we got to realize He's the answer. He's the answer. I want you to realize tonight, Jesus does what no man could for this man. He brings, <laughs> he brings back into existence that hand that wasn't working, but now is. And I want to tell you this, and I want to hit this, because a lot of times, I didn't feel, listen, I didn't feel the Lord's leadership talk about the Pharisees tonight, but I can tell you this, there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be naysayers. And I'm talking about when God does that restoration. There's always going to be somebody that questions it and says, Man, was that real? Can I tell you tonight, don't worry about what other people say. Can we all admit that tonight? Quit worrying about what other people say and do what God's told you to do and live in Christ. Huh? People don't know where you've been. People don't know what God has done. Right? So our focus tonight ain't going to be on people. <laughs> it ain't going to be people. It's going to be on our relationship with God. You realize that's where it all boils down to anyway. Right? We could sit here and I just said we'll go around the world looking for help. When Christ is there to do it the whole time. You realize if that man would have took a survey. If that man would have took a survey. Think about this. They wouldn't have been no healing that day. Sir, you think it'd be all right for Jesus to perform this miracle today? No, it's on the Sabbath. We have to do that tomorrow. Huh? That's foolishness, folks. That's foolishness. They don't understand it, but the man standing before them is the one who created the Sabbath. Sometimes we need to realize <laughs> the God that can fix our brokenness, He's the God who created us. I think if He created us, He sure knows how to fix us. Amen. We just got to come to Him. So I pray tonight we'll see Christ and nothing else. Christ and nothing else, folks. Man, man is not the answer. We know that. Our president, man, he ain't the answer. Lord, no, he is not the answer. He don't even, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we better praise what we better do. But listen to me tonight. I love you and God loves you. Let's give him the brokenness.
Let's give Him the brokenness of our life. God, do with it what you will. Amen? Yeah. Praise God, He's there to do it. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, God, I thank You, Lord. God, I thank You for our time together, Lord. I thank You for Wednesday nights. God, I thank You for the praises that God are proclaimed. God, that is the body of Christ. God, we get to see Your hand in the miracles, God, that You do. God, to see what you've done in Sister Jane's life and God, now Brother Steve's life. God, in so many. God, we could just, God, we started listing names and of God people that you've miraculously touched. We'd be here all night. And God, to think tonight that, God, what you've done for them, the, God, the restoration you've done in their life and ways, God, you can do in our life. <laughs> You're God. There's none like you. So, God, I pray tonight, Lord, that if, God, if we're really struggling with something, God, if we've got some broken areas of our life, God, I, 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 God, I don't know, but I know you know because you led us here tonight. <laughs> God, you know if our marriage needs some help. God, I believe all of our marriages need some help. Relationships with family. God, maybe finances, a job. Lord, I don't know, but God, I know this. You're the restorer of all things. Maybe it's addictions tonight. God, God, there's so many addictions and people addicted to things they don't even realize they are. God, I pray you open our eyes. God, show us that you're the only one. You are the true restorer. God, I pray, God, for the one that, God, maybe tonight online or in this place your place tonight God that doesn't have that personal relationship with you God God if 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 there's one God that doesn't know God truly where when they die they're going God I pray tonight you just impress upon them God that you want to save them God that you're ready to receive them God God, by recognizing that, God, to know that they can, God, bow their head wherever they are. And God, ask you to forgive them of their sins, to come in their heart and be Savior and Lord of their life. Yes, God. God, for the child of God, Lord, that's living in misery over brokenness, God, I pray you help them tonight. God, show them what it is and God, help them with it, I pray. God, that we would listen to your voice. We have an ear to hear and a heart to submit. And God, realize you're the one with the power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.